Good afternoon. Good night, my dears. Welcome to one more worldwide podcast. And now we are back to Europe after a trip to Curaçao, which is a kind of exotic country. And it was amazing this episode with our friend is Isaiah. But now we are going to a country of, I know that now our listeners like basketball a lot. So Luka Doncic countries, Slovenia, an amazing. We are joining with my friend Gregor Bordom. I will I'll introduce you guys him right after Guy. So I was just asking, how's Guy? How's it going, bro? Hey, hey, how's it going, going guys? Great. We are back to the Balkan countries once again after uh, beautiful Croatia. So I'm very excited and can't wait to hear more about Slovenia from our amazing guest, Gregor. So yeah, Gregor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, and first of all, thank you for uh, inviting me to this podcast. Uh, it has been really great to hear from you, Joao. Um, sure. It has been some time since we met. Uh, so, I mean, for me, uh, I'm currently a PhD student living in, uh, as an expat in Switzerland, but I come originally from Slovenia. Uh, and yeah, I would, I really look forward to talking about my country. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, glad to be here. 100%. So what you're doing as PhD there in Switzerland? So Your I've field. been studying, yeah, my field, I, I mean, I started studying already in Slovenia, in Ljubljana at university. Uh, I first finished like a bachelor in uh, chemical technology and then uh, continuing in pharmaceutical field. Cool. So now I'm doing a PhD in uh, pharmaceutical technology, uh, focusing more on drug delivery. If you like think of Corona uh, vaccines, what they're doing. So you have mRNA uh, compound and then they pack it into a lipid droplet, right? So I'm working something about those lipid droplets type of things. Whoa. So we got a doctor here in our, in our podcast. Yeah, not yet. Our... Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> about, soon to be. After the PhD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you... Congratulations, and bro, it's it's really important field nowadays. You know, like we are still in the middle of a pandemic, so congrats and with your studies. And how how was this this craziness for you, like studying all this corona because it's a new virus? How was to study this from the scratch? And I, I don't know, like I'm really interested in it. I mean, from a point of view of a student and when everybody of your friends and family knows that you're studying something connected with pharmacy that is now, as you said, really on the spotlight, everybody is asking you, so what do you think about vaccine? Is it safe or not? And uh, well, the thing is, I'm no immunologist or a doctor that, you know, has been doing clinical trials, but I've been trying to uh, get into reading a bit of the literature, at least at the beginning last year when Everybody was a bit puzzled about this stuff. And uh, I tried to bring some awareness about vaccines, how they work and so on. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm not working with vaccines exactly. So it's not my specialty. Um, I'm working more with therapeutics. Uh-huh. But yeah, it has been interesting. I mean, it's been really in the spotlight right now. So uh, a lot of questions mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. <laughs> and And like... How about college, like the biggest difference between Slovenia and uh, Switzerland? Because uh, if Slovenia is anything like Croatia, like it's a huge difference because people are way more outgoing, more outspoken. People drink a lot on the streets. Uh, we used to buy every every beer we used to buy uh, on the supermarket and then go to some uh, big spaces just to socialize and talk with people. And I think that Switzerland, 
is not really like that. They have a bit more rules uh, in terms of that. So can you tell us a little bit about like the biggest difference that you see between those uh, environments of college? So maybe I'm a bit biased here because I started studying in January 2020s and Corona came in March. So so I've been a student here during Corona, more or less. Um, But what I can say for sure there's a lot more student discounts in Slovenia, man. <laughs> like, it's much cheaper to eat in Slovenia. But I remember for sure. uh, as a student there, you get these discounts uh, that the government pays for your food, basically. So in any restaurant around... I mean, so actually pays for your alcohol also. <laughs> uh, no, no. There you're... They, they put a bit more strict regulation on that. You can't ah, really. Okay, but okay, okay. Like, you can go in a restaurant and like, order a student meal and it's basically almost any restaurant apart from those really fancy ones. And you pay at most four euros 30, but sometimes you also don't have to pay for your meal. And it's awesome, honestly. So that's, mm. that's the highlight of a student life in Slovenia. Uh, here, um, as I said, so the students that I met here are, have these classes online and it's not really a, sure, yeah. that student experience that they usually have, I suppose. Um, but so yeah i cannot tell you much about switzerland honestly about yeah, yeah. how they study when there's no corona but yeah. yeah people still socialize i think the but switzerland is especially basel uh, geneva and zurich um you have a lot of international people so this is something that i noticed there's much more experts here uh in universities uh, especially so sure. in academia than there are in slovenia um, I can so, imagine. Yeah, there are like a lot of languages in Switzerland. It's English, French, and German, right? So I think those no, are the actually three... uh, English is not an official language here. So the uh, it, uh, the, the Switzerland is separated like... in yeah they're separated in different cantons, and uh, some cantons speak uh, German or Swiss version of German. Uh, some speak French, and one canton Ticino speaks Italian. Um, and then there's another oh, yeah, language yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, I was There's close to language. the Switzerland part when I was in Italy. Yeah, like in Trento and ah, Rosano. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the mountains part, yeah, the mountains part. Yeah, exactly. And there, there's another smaller language that I think 4% or less uh, of Swiss people speak. It's called Tretro Romanche. Um, and Never heard about. <laughs> yeah. Not even, I think, Swiss people <laughs> know much about it. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Wow. Not a lot of people speak it. So how's the college? Like you're using English or do you speak another language or how is it? Um, so I'm not actually doing classes because my, the PhD is mostly nah, composed just, of uh, okay, the research. research. Oh, sure. Exactly. Right. And in my group, there's a lot of Italian people. So we communicate a lot in Italian, but the official language is uh, English. So, I mean, so you do speak I- Italian or whatever? Oh yeah, I uh, Ooh, I come man. from the Slovenian part uh, of Istria, which Ooh, is fuck. Uh, oh, the really? one close to to Italy. I I do, I do got you. exactly exactly. So oh, there is yeah. a minority of uh, Italian people in that part, and on the other side of the border is like a minority of Slovenian people. So we have this bilateral agreement that people cool. in the Italian part learn also Slovenian in school and. On Slovenian part, they, we learn Italian. That is so. crazy because it's two completely different languages. Different languages. Like one sure. is yeah, Latin, yeah. And another like is like one of the Balkan ones. It's 
completely yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I think it makes. I, I, when I was a kid, I didn't really appreciate it that much because I, I wasn't really keen on learning Italian <laughs> in the beginning. Sure. But then with time, you realize it's really, really useful. So mm. yeah, and it paid off because I, uh, here in Switzerland, I also. Like you a lot of using, people yeah. that are Italian that you know, and they really appreciate that you speak Italian. So yeah, Whoa, cool. and it's not like that hard of, of a language to learn. You just have to practice, and uh, the Italian goes. Yeah. Well, also, when I, I was in Italy, so, I think so too. Yeah. It was the same and also thing. I, I open, thought it was going to be way harder. And then open I, some doors for you to learn another, you know, uh, romantic language like yeah, Portuguese exactly. or Spanish. For you, yeah, for you, it must have been uh, quite easy, right, with Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, sure, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. But um, the thing is that with these languages, we really have to practice and listen, uh, because even if you go to Italy and you just speak in English with everybody, you're not going to really learn anything. You just have like to make the effort to really try to speak it. Even even if you don't really know everything in the first in the first part, then you'll I guess learn it more easily by uh, speaking it. But yeah. That was my experience with, with Italian. But uh, yeah, I stopped using it and now I don't know <laughs> basically anything anymore. But I, I still remember 2019, I was an expert in it, but not anymore. No, nah, I never practiced it, bro. Like, yeah, they, they, they speak so, I don't know, like the, the pronunciation of the words they, they do. They, they don't speak fast, but they do speak, I don't know, in a kind of a way that you cannot understand. It's crazy. It, they are Italians, you know. I <laughs> uh, gotta love them. Gotta love them. Sure. Gregor, I've been to Ljubljana uh, two years ago at the capital of Slovenia. And, bro, I, I gotta say, it's one of the most beautiful capitals I've ever been in my life. Uh, they're all green. I, I could have done all the sightseeing by walking. So, and I love it. And I love it. I remember I've I've asked you a place to go there in Ljubljana, and you you've recommended me like a kind of a tower uh, when you could climb up there and see the whole city from there and drink beer. Wow, man, it was one of the best <laughs> the best tips I've ever got in my life. So thank you so much for this, and it was an amazing experience. I could see the whole city and uh, while drinking a beer, it was pretty cool, and I could see a lot of you know. Uh, environment there it, it's very green it's a very green capital and i really yeah, like sure, it yeah. i i couldn't feel i couldn't feel like really really great i, I was breathing like a fresh air while walking so wow uh, I, i only have you know good things to say about the and i really really enjoy it there I'm really happy to hear the kind words. Actually, it's one of my favorite cities too, although I'm a bit subject subjective here because, mm -hmm. I mean, all my student years have been there, so a little good experiences as well. Um, but as you said, it's really green, uh, which is something that I really appreciate about it. Uh, it's been a green capital of Europe a couple of times uh, in a row. Um, and I mean, I you hardly find, I think, in... Uh, larger cities i mean not that ljubljana is that large but still uh i mean above first you yeah. people let's say sure that you find so much greenery around i think it's very hard apart very from hard. the river 
The only thing I would change is the river. The river. It's really dirty. I don't fall in the river there. I know. I mean, like, oh, trust you, me, it's not dirty. Have you been to Amsterdam? That is dirty. The canals in Amsterdam, really? those are hella dirty. Bro, you guys never trust been me. to oh, yeah. São Paulo, the, the most like, you know, polluted <laughs> Listen, river in the like. Nothing is dirtier than Amsterdam canals. I don't care. Venice canals. Venice canals. I, I think Amsterdam canals are way dirtier, though. I think really? so. I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I've been to both places. And in Venice, I would still go to it. In Amsterdam, I don't oh. know. I don't think I could have. You, you cannot even see any blue. It's only like a it's very yellow color, like brown, yellow. Oh. It's yeah, awful. <laughs> Bro, you, you guys you guys don't know what it is. For our Brazilian listeners, they, they're both saying that their canals are dirtiest than Tietê canal. Bro, Tietê. If you if you jump in in the river right there, you, you got out with another head. You got a you, you got arm. you got an extra Not good you one, got though. an extra arm, bro. If you jump in there, oh my god, <laughs> that's what we also say in Ljubljana. That happens if you jump in. You know what is funny? We actually have a like a part of the city that's called Ljubljana Beach, but really it's just a name. Don't try to go inside. Oh my god! No way. Yeah, that's but otherwise. But otherwise, it's, uh, I mean, it makes a really nice atmosphere. In the, I think a lot of European cities have rivers, and I really think it makes, it has a really big, nice charm when you go in the city center and there's some water flowing through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the city is kind of built around the river. Uh, so you have these bars everywhere on the river and all Amazing. that. And uh, Yeah, bro, this, really this is my see. favorite part of the city. I, I could like, there are a lot of bars right there. And the river, I don't know, the, the atmosphere was too cool. And I and I did went there in the winter time. And it's still there were a lot of people on the streets and enjoying the bars. Like, wow, it was amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Only good I, I think that say. atmosphere creates that uh like outgoing uh, posture sure. of like people wanting to grab to grab the drink and going outside to talk instead of only being indoors. Uh, because again, it's like that atmospheric, like good weather, it's not too cold, it's not too hot especially at night you have the the lights at night uh, along the, the river which i love so yeah everything builds up to that like amazing atmosphere yeah so, sure 100%. And, and everything it was it's nearby the center and you could have done all the sightseeing like by walking that's cool there there is a castle nearby too because there were they're happening like uh, I, I went there close to christmas and we're having like concerts and we've I don't know, mm-hmm. Slovenian famous singers and everybody was there singing and it was, uh, there were fireworks behind the castle. Wow, amazing. Bro, like, totally one of the greatest countries I've ever been. And oh, one thing I, I gotta say too, uh, and you guys really brief basketball there. I could see that the, also the garbage there was like a basketball uh, mm-hmm. rings and yeah, people talk a lot about Luka Doncic and Gordon Dragic. Uh, why do you think that such a small country has uh, a lot of talents going on, like playing in the NBA and the best leagues of basketball? Because the first sports, when you think about Slovenia, is basketball. Do you, do you think like the kids are growing up with, a ba- with classes of basketball? How is it like? Because when everybody uh, asks me, why Slovenia had a lot of players in the NBA or doing great in the in European leagues? I, I cannot answer. 
I think it's kind of a hard question, but a good one. Um, so it's not really just basketball. I think it's not even the first sport that, you know, as a young guy, you would go play. Uh, I also started, you know, I think the thing is that the parents really kind of support your children, Before, you know, yeah. to do sports from the young age and you try different things and then some, at some point you find your thing. Every person at my elementary school that I knew started with football. Um, and then from football, I don't know, I tried different things. I also then had a spell in basketball and I don't know, you find a lot of people playing basketball. And then about basketball specifically, it's true that it's a bit harder than some individual sports like cycling, right? That you have to have a team that is good, not only one player. Sure. And like in 2017, uh, Slovenia even won the European Championship in basketball. So yeah. it was really surprising. And um, I think one part of it is that Slovenia was also part of Yugoslavia uh, before. And there were a lot of uh, good... Co- so Yugoslavia was really big into basketball sure. uh, from the early start, um, from the 80s especially. And you, at that time, you had a lot of good players that kind of developed and re- really good coaches. And those coaches uh, made really produced really good players and some really good clubs. And I think that style of coaching is still kind of... Uh, there, there's a lot of uh, people, uh, coaches coming from the other ex-Yugoslavian countries to coach. Also in NBA, like uh, Igor Kokoshko is now also supporting coach in Dallas Mavericks, and he's been a, very briefly a uh, main coach, I think, of Phoenix Suns or something like this. Yeah, um, I guess he was uh, also the Slovenian coach uh, when uh, they won the Euro Cup. So. I really don't know. I think people just really like sports in Slovenia and it's really supported. And because also if you look climbing, sure. uh, so the Olympic champion is also Slovenian. Then in cycling. Climbing, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Cool. cool. And then if you if you check cycling for the past couple of years, uh, Slovenians have won La Vuelta, uh, Tour de France. I mean, there, there are some really like also volleyball, for example, in top three in the past couple of years, uh, handball, third place a couple of years ago in Europe. So, so I, there are some sports, but it's really, I, I don't really know why uh, Slovenia is doing well. I don't know. But, what the, but the government is. is sponsoring the sports or? I mean, the what money is not say? as big as you would have in Spain, France, UK or US, right? I don't sure. think the money is the reason. Um, I mean, also, right, if you look per capita, the Olympic medals, um, it's still behind, I don't know, Norway, New Zealand, which are still, or Switzerland, even, I think. Uh, There are countries that invest a lot in these sports, but I don't think the money is the main driving force. I think it's maybe the education from early years when, you know, parents kind of push you into doing sports and then why you keep on doing (laughs) sports. I, I suppose that a lot of people stay in the sports that uh, they like and yeah I, because I don't know, uh, the example the example of Luka Doncic is something different you know like he went to Spain with I don't know six years old or kind of stuff was 13. 13 yeah and their parents were pushing forward him to do sports since he was really kid so definitely he was a kind of built guy you know 
he was built to be great. Yeah. So yeah, he was. His father was already uh, a basketball player in the Slovenia national team before, so he was brought up with basketball since really early age. So I think that definitely had something to do with it. But I suppose you're also there's a part you know that contributes to your success that is what you're born with, some talent. And he nourished that with hard work and his parents supported him in that for sure. And I guess he was yeah. also lucky mm-hmm. in that respect. But of course, a lot of work. Yeah. And I also know that there's, there's like, it's not really a sport. It's more of like an activity, but, but that it's very famous in Slovenia, which is rafting, uh, going on to the speed rivers. Uh, I, I don't think there's many like locals that do it, but in uh, tourists, they love rafting in Slovenia. And, uh, and I love those water sports as well. I haven't done yeah. rafting, but I've done canyoning, some kayaking on the ah, river. Similar kind of. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's really awesome. I love that. Uh, it's a bit, you know, you get an adrenaline rush when you see those, uh, I don't know how you say, those small waterfalls. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. Uh, there's this western part of Slovenia where you have the river Socha. And some streams that go into the river then are also really cool for that. And uh, a lot of people go there. Uh, at any time I had uh, some of my friends from abroad that uh, wanted to visit Slovenia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I showed them Ljubljana, okay. Bled, and those like most, more famous parts. But we definitely have to go to Socha and uh, mm-hmm. to the river and do some sports there because it's really cool. Especially, I mean, if you come in the right time of the year. Um, because in the winter you have then other stuff to do. It's not really for water sports. Mm-hmm, exactly. Maybe more skiing because you guys also have mountains. So probably. Uh, or uh... <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I don't know. I think majority of Slovenians that I know did skiing some part of their life. Some <laughs> then get start to hate it as myself. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally opposite for us because we are from Latin countries where there is no snow. So when we exactly. go to the snow, we are kind of, you know, amazed how by how wide it is and we want to jump and yeah. want to ski and do whatever. But we're never good at skiing. Like we never always get. kill people skiing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, curing ourselves first of all and then people. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> trying to stop and just like roll, sure, yeah, roll yeah. on other people. That's what happens every time. I'm good with just liquid water, not the solid matter. But do you, but yeah. do you have some some places to ski in Brazil? No, not at all, bro. No, uh, no, no. Okay. Yeah, it never. It's never snowing. Uh, okay, uh, if people from the south hear me, they would be like, "No, come on, <laughs> it's snow here." Uh, they do snow, but like for three hours once in a year in the south of Brazil. But there, yeah. there's not enough snow for skiing, you know. Yeah, it probably melts right away as well. It, it does. Snows, but it then does. It it does, it does. Yeah. No, um, not possible. So you have to, to travel, you have to travel south. To Argentina, to, to Argentina, yeah. In Argentina, they do ski. There, they go to Bariloche or Ushuaia, close to Tierra del Fuego, here in the south. Mm-hmm. And Brazilians do ski there. Or Chile. It's the nearest okay, countries okay. for ski. But in Brazil now, there is no ski, you know, places to go. Yeah. No, yeah. no are those countries like are those countries competing in uh, alpine skiing in uh, FIS or yeah they do Argentina and Chileans they're really good on it they yeah. do they do compete in the winter sports and then the ski jumping do you know this ski jumping thing uh, yeah jump that's big in Slovenia line. too yeah 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 there are a lot of <laughs> Slovenians Argentinians do this they, they do really good yeah 
Uh, I was in Poland and the, the Polish people are crazy about this ski jumping shit. I know, I know. I remember Polish in that internship that, that we did together there in Poland, my my supervisor was crazy about that. He was asking me, oh, did you try it? Do you yeah, yeah, do yeah. it in Slovenia? Yeah, they're I very want good to at try it. it. I was like, <laughs> I never met a person that really loves ski jumping outside of Slovenia. And like, I was oh, super Polish surprised. People, like, he knows... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have really good ski jumpers. I, I yeah, there is Kamui store also. Yeah, yeah exactly. Who, so wait, what ski, is what is ski jumping? Is it just like a, there's a ramp and then they jump, or is it like yeah. always? The one like that a... goes for wings, like they jump uh, from a ramp, and if you go, yeah, you know the distance you make it, the distance you win, bro. It, it's okay. crazy. I, I've I've watched this life during Zakopane in Poland. And man, you 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 hit your asses, bro. Because <laughs> they, they're kind of flying, and then when they when they don't land good, oh. you think that the guy is dead, but they suddenly he's just okay. Everything's <laughs> okay. Everything is cool. For Jesus. me, it's insane. For me, it's insane. Like I was seeing people like flying close to me. I was like, fuck. Oh, no, amazing, amazing, <laughs> totally amazing. Very, very adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. I, you have to have a special mindset to, to mindset to do that. I, you have to be really fearless. I think Encourage, some yeah, of yeah. the Very brave. some of the ski jumpers that uh, you you see, we have one that has been really really good for a couple of years, and then he fell, and after that fall, he was never the same. So I think yeah. once you start getting that fear that you might fall and you know you might hurt yourself. And you start thinking about it when you're in the air or when you're going down the slope, uh, it gets really difficult to be really good. So, mm -hmm. Or you drink something beforehand. You know, or... <laughs> Some Jägermeister. That will solve everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gregor, talking about this, I remember one drink that you recommended me there from, from Slovenia that was made of blueberry and kind of stuff. A kind of hockey, oh, yeah. but, it, but it isn't rakia because you know rakia is from other parts of the balkans yeah, you're yeah explaining me but i don't remember yeah boronitska is the Boronitsk, stuff with that's it uh, exactly so boronitsa is the berry blueberry and boronitska is like a small berries but we call that the mm. liquor that you made out of it uh it's really sweet uh it has i don't know i suppose between around 25 to 30 percent of alcohol Oh, okay. So, so it's uh, less than rakia. It's more uh, pleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, okay. Yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I suppose it's more like a very tasty. I don't know. Easier to drink, let's say, than rakia. Yeah. Yeah, basically um, like a digestive. Like after dinner, you would the drink. The bro. It's exactly. so tasty that you you don't feel like you're getting drunk. So you mm -hmm. you take a shot and two shots and three, and you're you know already drunk. And you even Ooh. didn't notice this. That that's the yeah. dangerous part of this drink. I mean, you have a lot of this kind of like people make drinks, uh, alcohol drinks out of anything. I have a friend that does uh, drinks from the chestnut, walnut, uh, from I don't know any herb that you can find. Uh, oh God! One one thing that is really famous is the honey uh, medica. Uh, wait, I have even here some. Whoa. <laughs> Oh damn! <laughs> and this really nice uh, bottle of a pig, <laughs> but uh, it looks like a, a potion. More... It looks a like yeah, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What from Harry Potter kind of stuff. But yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is how you write. I don't know if you see. I do. Medits. 
Medica. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Medica. Yeah. It's a bit more viscous. So it, there's uh, honey inside. It's also really sweet. Uh, and you get it like between 25-30% of alcohol or something like this. Okay, okay. Um, it's really, really good. This one I really like. I can really recommend it. <laughs> nice. Whenever you come here, honey alcohol is really big here. <laughs> yeah, like that was my favorite rakia. It was the, the honey one. Everybody always ordered the, the honey one. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you can just keep going. With the honey one, you can just keep going. That's the thing. Uh, yeah at some point yeah. the only if maybe it gets too sweet at some point you know then you can like flush with a bit of rakia yeah, and yeah, then yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly with the fig there was also uh, the fig is that how it's called in english that fig. like a uh, purple yeah yeah the fig that like purple yeah. fruit that has like a uh, little things on on the inside it was also very famous the the rakia flavor of fig and uh, we always Man. used to mixture uh, the normal rakia the fig rakia and the honey rakia so the, the honey would always be the last one because it's the most... You're sweet. mixing your hackers, bro. Okay, yeah, but you didn't so no, put so, them together. No, 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 no. Not together. Ah, okay. we just, <laughs> but, the, but the honey one was always the last one because it was the sweetest. Ah, so okay. that was like our thing. So it wouldn't be like too much in the stomach. But yeah, yeah that was our... If you really want something thing. really bitter, uh, there's this thing called Brinjavets, which is like a schnapps with juniper berries uh juniper is a thing that you also mm -hmm. put in gin but basically it's just like schnapps with uh brin and it's something that is sometimes used as a base but it's also i don't know popular among more elderly people let's say nowadays and uh it's really really <laughs> strong so some people take it before oh, sleeping okay. for to sleep easier after <laughs> <laughs> really jesus <laughs> oh my uh, god and talking about the Balkan countries, um, how is the, the relationship now with uh, Slovenia and let's say Croatia and Serbia and Bosnia? Is it like, uh, do you think it's like good still? Yeah, because the, uh, we have a lot of those, you know, wars between nations there in the Balkans, but we don't hear that countries hate uh, Slovenia, you know? You're a kind of country that everybody likes or what do you exactly. think? Exactly. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, the truth is that Slovenia was in war, in Balkan war, only 11 days. So it hasn't been that as tough as it has been in some other countries, like, like Bosnia. Croatia, Bosnia, uh, or Serbia, right? So the hate that built up was much lower, I suppose. Um, now, I cannot speak really for Serbia and Croatia, but there's still some animosity there, let's say, be yeah. between at least politicians and so on, and people in the regions where the war was tougher than, uh, you know, for you know, some others. So in some specific regions, there are still people that, you know, are really into that. But also, I think it's understandable because the war has been pretty recent, if you think of yeah. it. Sure, yeah, in the 90s. In the 90s, in the 90s yeah. quite literally. Exactly. Some people still dwell, you know, on the Second World War that has been like, what, 70 years ago, right? More. Uh, so it's understandable that some people still dwell in the war that was there like 25 years ago. Um, but as, I mean, as much as Slovenia is concerned, um, there hasn't been much of the war there, uh, apart from, as I said, those 11 days. And also, if you think of it, uh, because the war came, right, the Yugoslavian army came from Serbia towards Slovenia. But then if you look at the map, Croatia is in between. So also mm -hmm. Croatia declared independence after Slovenia. And so it was 
logistically kind of hard to fight sure. in Slovenia if you had another country. Yeah, for them to reach that location. Yeah. Exactly. Plus, uh, demographically, it wasn't uh, as complicated as Croatia was because you had some, you know, mixed demographic around the borders. Um, so some Serbs living in Croatia, some Croatians living in Serbia and in Bosnia and so on. In mm -hmm. Slovenia, you had more, let's say, fewer demographic, so more Slovenians living there. So it hasn't been as much of an interest to Serbia as Croatia, Bosnia were. Mm -hmm. so, so, so you have like a lot of Croatians coming uh, still to uh, Slovenia to have like some vacations and everything because it's very easy to go uh, even through the, I mean, let's the highway. Say, yeah, I mean, let's say don't, Croatians don't come during summer. We go to them for, uh, oh. <laughs> for vacation. They have yeah, yeah, more yeah. of the city. But they do come for, uh, for winter, for example. We have a lot of ski resorts, so they come for skiing. We go for swimming and the beaches. Mm, okay, okay. But you guys still have a little bit of coast. A little bit of coast. We do, we do. Actually, I, I live there, so that's where my house is. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Cool. So, yeah, wait, so, what's the name of your city again? Is it? So, I'm from uh, Koper. Um, oh, okay, Koper. Okay. Not really oh, wow, from so you... Koper, a bit. I mean, 10 okay, minutes yeah, yeah. out, but Koper. Okay, so it's like a fisherman town? Like, are people like fish a lot in there, or is it more like a touristic um, place? So Koper is more of a logistics center of Slovenia. Uh, it has the largest port in North Adriatic. Uh, so it's like a port city, harbor city. Um, oh, okay. There's a huge harbor, like a port, uh, where, I mean, a lot of container ships come and so on. So actually a lot, a lot of people are employed in the industry supporting the port or inside the port. Um, so yeah, that's what it's famous for. Uh, the... There's also some nice beaches around, true, but and a really nice city center. Um, but let's say that nicer beaches are a bit outside Koper. Uh, for fishing, Isola is a smaller town close to Koper, um, mm -hmm. and it has more of that fisherman heritage. Um, it had a huge fleet of ships uh, in Yugoslavia. Nowadays, not so much, um, but yeah. It's more so famous. Talking about environment, you're definitely from the best place to be in Slovenia, right? <laughs> because, because I see <laughs> like area. there are a lot of green and also close to the beach. Like it sounds very yeah. good. <laughs> uh, uh, I loved it there. I really liked growing up there. I won't. I won't lie. Um, it has been a bit of fun. Let's say effort to move away when I moved to Ljubljana for studying. Uh, everybody from my hometown, you know loves their hometown and don't, sure. don't really they, they don't really like the capital you know but then after some time you realize oh but Ljubljana is not that bad either you know and then i don't know you get accustomed but it was a really nice place to grow up i think <laughs> yeah. uh, it's very it's not a big place so there's twenty five thousand people living in the in the city uh, oh, 25 which okay. makes it 25 which makes it still the fifth largest city in slovenia <laughs> but <laughs> really uh, <you> know, <laughs> But, Amazing. you know, uh, it's not a huge place, right? So um, yeah, yeah. that taken into account, you kind of know more people, feels more homey. You can really, if you're in the city, you can walk anywhere in 10, 15 minutes of walk, you're there. Um, yeah. So the beaches are very accessible because they're like very yeah, close yeah, yeah. to the city themselves. So that is also very, very, very nice. And uh, if you would... Uh, if you would, for example, be, you know, in gymnasium there where I was, high school, uh, 
you would mm -hmm. have a break in the wind in the summer and you could go swimming and then come back and Whoa, amazing <laughs> feels like you know those movies from stephen king <laughs> by me <laughs> like very cool yeah oh my god so uh, is are the beaches sand or are they pebbles like in croatia no they're pebbles uh, oh. They're mostly pebbles, and mm. yeah, I, all the Balkans it does happen like this, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I uh. I do not like I mind it, but I thought that it was very uh, interesting because all of the water is clear, so you can see everything. It is, and for it me is. that was like insane because in uh, Portugal, you only have ocean, and uh, you you cannot really see what's on the ocean. So a lot of people don't like that, and we have obviously only sand. I mean, it depends. In, in, in Algarve, like, you do you you can see the bottom, I guess. In Algarve, where, where? in this in Algarve, in the south of Portugal. Oh yeah, uh, okay. In the in the more west part, so in Portimao, uh, sure, sure, that sure. zone, because yeah, of sure. the cliffs as well, because of the cliffs. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, like but Croatia is a whole nother level. Like Croatia, you can see everything. If the water yeah. is like five meters, ten meters, you can see everything. And I thought that like fascinating. Because uh, yeah, I, I never saw that in my life. But the pebbles, man, I don't it like hurts. The pebbles. It hurts and it's like concrete beaches. Yeah. That's like weird. It's great for diving though, but just for diving, not for relaxing. No, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we're really used to that. And uh, I hear oftentimes, you know, from people coming from other places of the world that they really, you know, prefer the sand beaches. But I don't know, maybe it's just us. We get really used to this. And we, when I went first time on a sandy beach, and I think it was actually Portugal, uh it was it, it was uh, that that sand is everywhere it gets i don't know you study you know and then you're wearing that's that sand purpose. in your ear like for two weeks after you find it anywhere Bro, that's the different uh, mindset you know yeah <laughs> totally i could roll on the sand all day i love sand like yeah listen, i used to work in a beach bar my room during the summer it's like an actual beach for the amount of sand from my shoes, from my clothes, from my everything. Like my car is always <laughs> full of sand. Uh, yeah. Isn't that annoying? It, you get used to it. You get used yeah. to it. <laughs> That's the thing. It's totally yeah. normal. Yeah, In yeah, my yeah. car, man, my car is full of sand. And people are like, oh, come on, there's a lot of sand on your car. And I was like, fuck, yeah. What is the problem? You know, my mom is <laughs> I'll give you that. Summer. Like uh, she, she would say, oh, just, just vacuum the car. And I'm like, the next day, it's going to be with yeah, sand sure. again. Yeah, exactly. Because I work on the yeah. beach. So I, I have sand all over me. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's but I'll good. give you that. I think sandy beach is really cool for, like, playing frisbee or, I don't know, yeah, stuff like that, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, That's really, that's really cool. That's really cool. You, It's hard to do that on a pebble beach. But, yeah. I don't know, the landscape, looking at the landscape, I maybe it's because I got used to it, but I, really, I really prefer seeing like those creation beaches yeah, on the island with know. the still waters and everything yeah, sure. yeah. so snorkeling though that. it's very it, cool because of that because you have good. no waves yeah. and uh you, you can see everything like literally everything with the glasses and with the tube uh yeah it, it was like magnificent to do that in croatia and i bet slovenia is the same thing on that little coast so I mean, honestly uh the there is a bit of a difference in the north adriatic where slovenia is and the lower where croatia is uh, the uh, the surface below the water. So the uh, how do you call that? The oh uh, the depth from the water. Oh oh no, not the dirt on the bottom. Yeah, okay. The bottom of the of the sea is a bit different. So actually, if you come to Slovenia, you won't see 
like the water as clearly as you would in Croatia. It's not oh. because the water is cleaner or anything, but it's because of the of the actual um, bottom. Okay, the bottom. the bottom exactly. Oh, yeah, I've been to Montenegro also, and well, it was very clear. The water right there was <laughs> totally amazing. There in Budva and also Kotor. Wow, amazing. And you also have one, I don't know if you, you guys have in the other Balkans countries, but I bet it's the only beach with sand. It, it is in Montenegro. They do have a beach with sand mm. close, to the, the, close to Albania, I guess. And it's pretty good. I'm not, sure, cool. I'm not sure that Croatia doesn't have any. I'm not sure if they're natural or not, but I think they It is natural. The Montenegro sand. one, yes. Yeah? The Montenegro, yeah. The ones in okay. Croatia, a lot of them are not natural, but I think there's a few islands but very far away that they do have uh, sandy beaches. But uh, it's very expensive to go there, though. And uh, to be honest, it's not that pretty. I went to one, and it was just like, yeah, okay. It's sand. But yeah, it's sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. It isn't, yeah. It isn't uh, that, you know, that different. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go exactly. there. It's just for, you know, locals that yeah, yeah. are used to paddles, and then they want to you know, escape <laughs> to, to sand for a bit. Yeah, move away for from sure. the tourists a bit. Yeah. I mean, what I noticed definitely is, you know, don't go on a beach in a, in a city beach. They're not that, as nice. Just yeah, go a definitely. bit definitely. off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, how about Lake Bled? Because I've heard that it's like a very hot lake, like 26 degrees. Like, uh, is that real or is it fake news? So I'm not sure about the temperature, but we did go swimming in May and it wasn't that terrible um so i suppose it can get warm it's still an alpine lake uh but the thing is it's not really high up in the mountains so i suppose it can get warm i'm not yeah 20 for sure i mean it's not a problem really to swim there yeah 20 is like, okay uh, but i'm not sure if 26 perhaps maybe if it's a really 26. warm summer but it's a pretty big lake right it's like it's uh spacious and it has a, a very small island in the middle with a with a church, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a really it's yeah. a really picturesque place. I think if you've seen some, I don't know, tourist destinations in Slovenia, probably seen Bled. Um, mm -hmm. So it's famous because of that church on this small island in the middle of the lake. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's this castle above the lake that you can go visit, and you have a really nice view over the oh, whole yeah. town and the lake. Um, one thing that maybe you don't know if you go there, you should know. To try it is a kremschnita, which is this cake uh, with it's—I okay. uh, don't know—it's com a composite uh, cake. You have at the bottom this yellow cream, and then this white cream, and then this topping of a mm -hmm. bready—I don't know—dough thing, mm -hmm. and it's all—it's really good. So you find kremschnitas other places as well, but I've never tried one as good as the one in Vlad. Really, <laughs> in Vlad, ah, yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, uh, it happens a lot that there are, you know, such a places where this food is especially from this small town and gets famous all around the country. It, it is amazing about, you know, all this cultural stuff. And what about this cave, Postonia? Postonia? How, how do I pronounce it? Yeah, Postoina. Postoina, yeah. Uh, it's actually very huge. There are, like, a lot of, you know exhibitions where you could go with these miners how, how do they say this in english these <laughs> miners uh, train i think it's like cart. just a cart yeah, like cart. yeah. Miners cart yeah yeah which is um, wow it is it, very cool yeah it's a really really huge 
huge, huge cave, exactly. And uh, the thing is that it's not the largest cave in Slovenia, uh, but it is very, very long. Uh, it's really fun because inside you have sometimes concerts and there's been some like opera, uh, different like uh, classical On the music, cave? Uh, Does it like the rocks in- start going down because of the noise? Or no? I don't not? think so. Apparently, it's not the case because people do. I'll, I'll be it... terrified because noise really, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, cracks fucking. I mean, solid, uh, so. the thing is that they have the protection of the cave is quite strict. So you, okay. they tell you what you can do and what not. So I suppose they took that into account. But there is this like concert hall inside where I mean, it's not a hall. It's like a really natural thing, you know, from the stone and so on. And they do hold concerts there. And one thing that they won't allow is Lipkin out con- a concert there, but they do, they <laughs> do allow not. you know some offers. <laughs> yeah, maybe no thrash metal or stuff like that. Yeah, they, 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 it won't happen in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the thing, other thing that is famous for you have these salamander things. They uh, we call them human fish because they have yeah, the color yeah. of the human skin. Uh, mm. They're totally blind. I don't know, they don't do much. They are just going just, around and you can see them. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is that they are indigenous to that cave. So oh, it's really no, just no. there that they live. That's crazy. Just uh, the, the whole species just lives in that cave. That's yeah, crazy. I don't know if they exported them out or not. Maybe mm-hmm. not there's someplace else as well. But Yeah, maybe to a few zoos there. or yeah, species exhibitions. Yeah, sure. Wouldn't know. But the thing is also one... Cool thing about that cave is you have this castle uh, that has been built there because of some escape routes that you can find through the cave. Um, mm-hmm. So why the cave is there is basically because of this uh, stone. Uh, it's karst, uh, you know, it's calcium carbonate. And basically when, you know, the water comes, the stone uh, dissolves. And you have this really complex uh, network of these caves everywhere around in the region. Mm. And they built one of the castles uh, next to a small cave that is uh, connected with the Postoina cave. So they could escape through those tunnels if, you know, they needed to. And uh, it's a really cool place to visit if you want to go because it's, you know, you yeah. get into this castle complex and then you also have one part is kind of a secret exit and you see all this cave complex as well that is uh, uh. Kind of hidden. Where is located? Uh, is it in the north or the south? It's it's close to Postoina. Uh, I mean, it's Postoina is the town, and you have Postoina Cave there, and oh. the castle is called Predjama Castle, um, it, which means like castle in front of the cave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys also have like a celebration of the end of the winter, right? Because uh, I remember having a friend from Slovenia, and he told me about the celebration that they, you guys had masks. Uh, I don't remember the name, but uh, it was a big celebration of the end of the winter. So I guess uh, the beginning of spring. Uh, yeah, so this is something that we call carnival. <laughs> it's not like Rio <laughs> carnival. <laughs> you have uh, your okay. own there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So for us, so the history of this is exactly as you said, it's about, you know, uh, bringing the the spring and chasing off the winter. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so different towns have different uh, celebrations of that. 
One of more famous one is comes from Ptui, which is one of the oldest towns in Slovenia. It's really old and uh, a bit uh, to the east. And what they do, they have this mask. Uh, so this guy that is dressed up as winter and they chase him off with these other masks that are called currents. And they're really <laughs> scary looking. I remember when I was a kid, I went to this celebration and one of them started chasing me and I was screaming for mom and dad and they didn't help. They just oh, laughed. Her. I, I was left traumatized. They were just crying. <laughs> they're really crying scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're really scary. Though. And anyways, they start chasing you. And I mean, they start chasing this winter in general, but then they did. They chased me. Uh, and <laughs> at the end the, of the th whole thing, they burned the winter down. So the guy is not anymore in that mask. They just burned the mask. Uh, and oh, they burned. <laughs> he isn't burned alive. God damn it. Uh, it's yeah, all fake nice propaganda. It's all fake propaganda. I hate it. Just a mask. Like, he's not, actually, he's not check actually dead. He comes back every year, you know. Then. <laughs> damn it. The same, the same actor go, comes back every yeah. year just to portray that character. Chasing little kids. Uh, oh, my God. Right. And, yeah, that's... That's about Carnival. And then it kind of expanded from there. And, you know, it's now if you look at it in the past years, it's something similar as they celebrate in the US for the Halloween, right? You have these people dressing up as anything. And in Slovenia, you have this as a carnival. Um, and in Slovenian language, it's called Pust. Um, but yeah, this is it. And you have these parties as you would have for Halloween. People dressing up and nice children going door to door, getting sweets and Whoa. stuff like this. So you do have oh, this God. tradition. I didn't know. Yeah, okay. but it's in February, so it's a really traditional thing in Slovenia. <laughs> and then, like when Halloween came, you know, and people started to dress up. Also, what when is it in October? When uh, yeah, in the end 20... of October, thirty first right. of October. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then you would have like two very similar kind of festivities, but. I think it's still more, much more popular to go around with Pust in February than for Halloween. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, nice. 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 And do you have a lot? Oh, Ogi loves this topic. Do you, do you have a lot of horror movies there that people are, you know, kind of connecting with this festival or kind of stuff? No, I don't really think there's any horror okay. movie. It's not meant <laughs> to be like a horror thing as it is for <laughs> okay. Halloween. It's really. I don't know where the masks come from. I maybe would have to Google that, you know, but the traditional masks that have been always used for this festivity are really do, were meant to scare the winter away and they are, you know, always looking kind of scary. And there's a couple of really traditional ones that, you know, people wear. Mm -hmm. um, it's not really that those masks are worn by everybody because it's really hard to find them. So, you know, for the, those parades that are made around the cities, um, those are like, done with those traditional masks. But when people dress up, they dress up as anything, you know. Like, I just saw the masks. They're super unique. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't even describe what they are. It just, they're just, yeah, they look like a, a scarecrow. But I guess, as you said, for the winter. So basically, to, just to scare the winter. And they look yeah. very tribal in a way, like from Africa, like very, very tribal. So, uh, the yeah. The thing is they have those bells around them, uh, the belt, you know, the, uh, yeah, yeah. those ring bells. And when they walk, they kind of hop all around. So they're really loud. 
when they go around. Oh. Uh, so like the sound, I guess, scares the winter away as well. I'm not <laughs> sure. And uh, yeah, and they're really scary looking. So the two more traditional ones are called Kurenti with a K and uh, Lauferi. So oh fuck, bro! I, I do remember those. I, I do remember those masks from you know the center of Ljubljana. They kind of. I don't know if they have sculptures there with this, those masks or kind of stuff, but I do remember those. They were happening at kind of parade. No, I've been in December there. And there were guys dressed like this. Oh, crazy. Very crazy. Yeah, maybe I mean, just a small it's, little it's kind of unique. It's kind of unique. <laughs> Definitely unique. Yeah, just saw the masks. I've never seen them before. Maybe there's an urban legend behind them. Who knows? That is actually very, very, very dope. I nice. suppose there's bad. Yeah, I'm uh, maybe I didn't listen in school when they were teaching. <laughs> no worries, bro. No worries. <laughs> If you ask me about the folk histories in Brazil, I, I know one or two, which is our, uh, the, yeah. the one that everybody knows. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Gregor, you're coming to an end of our podcast now. That's so fast, fuck. And before we end up the podcast, he always do one question that he does every single episode. So feel, feel free, Guy. To make a question. No worries. So, Gregor, we always end with a more, let's say, deeper question, uh, our podcast. And that question is, what is the thing that makes you the most proud about being from Slovenia? So when you went to Switzerland and you talked to these new Italian people, these new people from other cultures, what would be the thing that you would say about your country that really defined like your uh, big love for, again, the country itself? It's sports, I think. Really, uh, wow. the thing that most unites Slovenians is always sports. Not so much politics usually, uh, but it's always been sports. Either basketball or cycling or climbing or uh, volleyball, handball. There's always every year there's like some group of uh, Slovenian sportsmen that you know makes the nation prouder. I don't know Olympics mm. or uh, Winter Olympics or. I don't know, Tour de France recently has been really popular, or La Vuelta. Um, people really gather the most when there's some really big sports event. And yeah, I really enjoy watching Slovenian sports or NBA now with Luka Doncic as well. Uh, and sure. I don't know, I think I kind of annoy everybody around me when I speak <laughs> about it. <laughs> I'm really happy when I see Slovenian sportsmen. Nice. Man, I can imagine because it's such a small country if you think, you know, about other nations like French and Spain, and they do have like a huge success. And maybe more with more than the other countries nearby, like Croatia or Serbia and other nations nearby. So yeah, it is a thing to be proud of. Yeah. And as you said, there's like variety because especially in Portugal. People only talk about football and we have like yeah, such as surfing uh, and many other sports, but people are only focused with, uh, again, football. So uh, I'm very happy that you said sports because, again, you said a variety and that's very important to have this variety in sports, to have these different, let's say, uh, backgrounds in the country playing these types of sports. And again, this image to the country that there's more than just uh, football. You know? Yeah, and give value yeah. to other sports because, for example, Brazil, once they... They won in handball and people all around the country didn't know. Like we won a World Cup, like a women World Cup, like we never did this before. And people actually didn't know. So yeah, in, in Slovenia, the, the culture of sports is different. Like they're supporting all the sports. They're proud of our, you know, 
the sex of all every uh, type of sport in there. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Gregor, thank you so much for joining us in this episode. Uh, it was amazing. And is there a thing that you want to say to our listeners to, to end up? Um, continue listening to this podcast. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I w- I'm very happy that you invited me uh, again. Uh, thank you. Um, I appreciate it's it. been really fun. Yeah. And uh, push through. It's, really, it's a really cool thing that you're doing. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Gregor. Uh, good luck on the PhD, though. Yeah. Sure. Good luck on that. Thank you. Become thank the you. best doctor ever. Get Swan that doctor, knowledge bro. out to the people. <laughs> I'll need all the best of luck wishes that you give me. I, I will need it. <laughs> no, come on, Gregor. Thank you so much. To another listener, see you next week. Thank you so much, Gee, for joining me in one more episode. And yeah, do like Gregor in your PhD, your thesis. You're becoming the proud of your country too. People will think about Slovenia and they oh, Gregor, the doctor. There is the face of right. Slovenia. The face of Slovenia. Let's get it. Yes, who is yes, do, yes. who is Luka Doncic? Why do you cry, Doncic? <laughs> Why do you cry, Doncic? We have Gregor right here. Come on. <laughs> See you next week, my listeners. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>